G'day leaders. In this podcast, we talk about finding your audience and it's based off a, a funny experience that Michelle had recently. Uh, we won't give you much more than that, but enjoy. Why did it count backwards? I know that we're now recording. <laughs> what? Hello, Captain. <laughs> what do I Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. So, leadership, life, and everything else. Yeah. Am I live? No. <laughs> hey, no, Michelle. Hi, guy. <laughs> Dag. Dag. <laughs> Isn't that the best Australian slang? Ah, oh, yeah, Dag. And what is a Dag, Michelle? It's that, that piece of uh, feces-covered wool that hangs off the bot- off the back of a sheep's bottom. Yeah, yes, so, yes. so if you're listening to this overseas <laughs> and you come to Australia and someone says, ah, oh, yeah, Dag... It's um yeah. It's, it's an affectionate term. It's an for affectionate you term yeah. that we use in Australia. <laughs> Australia is full of these affectionate terms where we just hang shit <laughs> on each other. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So uh, today's episode, we're yeah. thinking about find your audience. Find your audience, and, and this is based on often the experience you had. Yeah, just the other day, I was walking back from the skin bar and uh, having, in Roselle. In Roselle, yes, the bathhouse, having had a cold plunge and a sauna, mm. and I was um, walking with a jaunt to my step, feeling amazing. A jaunty step. Yes, mm. it was early in the morning. Did you and have a pirate song playing <laughs> in the background? <laughs> but I was I was walking back, and I I said hello to a um, a gentleman, an older man, who I thought I recognised that walks past our house every day and he's always walking. And uh, I said, oh, you know, it's unusual to see you in this part of, of the town. I always see you walking past our place. And he, when he started speaking, I realised it wasn't the person I yeah, thought so he was. You, How, I did misidentify. <laughs> However, he, um, he then started to tell me, why he walks and um, what had happened to him. He'd had a triple heart bypass six weeks earlier. And so it was, it was good. And he said, oh, you made my day, you beautiful young thing. And I thought, hang on. <laughs> it's been a few years since I've been a beautiful young you thing. You are still a beautiful young thing, Michelle. But I was thinking, you know, it's all, it's all uh, your perspective. So he's uh, older than me. Mm. So therefore I was young. Yeah. <laughs> in yes. comparison. Well, I see. You so, are a beautiful young thing. Well, you know, I, sometimes I get a shock when I look in the mirror because I'm feeling a different age to what I present as. But it got me thinking about, you know, if you're not being appreciated where you are or you don't feel appreciated, mm-hmm. find an audience that does appreciate you. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and you're, then, you're just in the, with the wrong audience. That's right. Find a crowd that thinks you are a beautiful young thing or a, an amazing athlete or you know you can make you can make a hundred meters let alone run it at speed but if you can make a hundred meters and people celebrate you you've found your audience yeah. <laughs> so you need to find somewhere where they celebrate your wins yeah with you or and make you feel like you have won uh c- quite often it's easy to fall in with a crowd or, or remain with a crowd where 
you maybe aren't as appreciated and you then start to not feel it yourself. Yeah, I like this. I like this. I haven't thought about this before. Yeah. Find your audience. The yeah. audience that uplifts you. Well, there, there's a story and I'll... I'm not 100% sure if I, if I read it, it's on the internet. Um, Therefore, and it it's was, true. It must be true. But there was a, a father who was dying and he gifted his son a watch. Yeah. And he said to his son, go to the pawn shop and see how much you can get for it. He went to the pawn shop and they said $50 or something. So, I apologize if anyone knows this story verbatim and I'm messing it up. But uh, I'll, I'll like your version already. Yep. <laughs> And then, so he came back and told his dad, 50 bucks. And he said, okay, go to the jeweler and ask. So he went to the jeweler with this watch, this old watch of his dad's. And the jeweler said he'd give him a couple of hundred dollars. And because the face was cracked and, you know, there was some, a little bit of a few blemishes, etc. So he went back and told his dad. And he was thinking, oh, a couple of hundred bucks, that's, that's all right. And his dad said, now go and take it to the museum. So he took it to the museum and they were so enthralled and celebrating the fact that they could see were in possession of this watch. It was priceless. Mm. And the son went back and told his dad and his dad said, well, the lesson in this is you need to find someone that values or somewhere that values you Mm. as priceless. Mm. So depending on where you are, if you're not getting what you need, if you're not recognized for your value Mm. whether it be in the workplace in your personal life in your own feeling Mm. find somewhere that values you puts you on a pedestal Mm. absolutely celebrates you for the value you bring oh you've you've got me thinking (laughs) (laughs) i'm speechless for the first time in our (laughs) podcast Have you found, had a situation where... I'm trying to think about this. This is really interesting. Find your audience. Find where you're valued. Yeah, I guess. My first thought is that we should all be thinking about what is our gift? What is the gift that we have? You might have the gift that you make people feel great when you're around them. Your gift might be that you're an incredible craftsman. Mm. uh, Well, I think of, you know, the movie Pretty Woman. It's an old movie. And uh, she walks in, Julia Roberts, uh, who plays the Lady of the Night, she walks into a boutique and they tell her that there's nothing for her because they're judging her. And then, of course, when she she goes somewhere else, gets clothes, she goes back in there and they're all over her. Big mistake. Big Big, mistake. That's right. So it's that whole thing of... If, um, if people aren't recognizing you for your value, for your value, find a different audience. Move on. That's right. That is a great scene. That one, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mind admitting it was one of my favorite <laughs> movies. I love Julia Roberts. She's she's just amazing. But when she goes into that that uh, that store and they look her up and down and oh, who are you? You know, yeah. we've got we have nothing for you. And then she goes back to the hotel and the concierge. I'll look after you. And like then she spends what would probably be tens of thousands in a fashion store and then she walks back in looking amazing into the first store and said, big mistake, big mistake. That's right. So, so yeah, be, be Julia Roberts where you, can, where you find... Find your audience. Yeah. Yeah, find where you're, you're, you're valued. And I, I guess that 
that applies in so many areas of life. If you're not being valued at work, if you're not being valued in your relationship, if, if people take you for granted, whatever situation that you're in, like if you've got these amazing skills and you're in a job and people don't, don't value for you those things, um, you know, maybe consider going somewhere where your skills and your, your expertise are valued. Well, even customer centricity. We travel a lot mm. and we go to different hotels. Yep. And the hotels that, um, and I'm thinking of Sofitel in Adelaide oh, is amazing. Wow. We love it there. But they, the, treat it, they treat you so well, don't they? They do. They remember your name. They go out of their way. They do. They even know your coffee order. And they ask you about something that the last time you were there. Mm. So they either have amazing memories or they write it down. But they... Go, go. Go, go. And you feel that you are valued. You are special. You And they, like we, we, you know, really enjoy going there. Mm. But because of that, and then you go to the opposite where a hotel doesn't they Hi. don't even look up at you yeah. or they don't which sounds a bit elitist but it's that whole thing of of um just that that small things mm. make a difference it's, it's not hard to make somebody feel special is it no and even i i know i i think back to in my workplaces that i've been and we've discussed this before where somebody remembers your name yeah. and you feel you know, connected to that person, there is a connection, even mm. just by simply a person remembering your name. Yeah. You can create that connection within your workplace, within your community, mm. by simply remembering a name or something about that person. Yeah. And just when you feel appreciated, you give and you, you feel the be- feeling of belonging mm. is amazing, mm. which as humans, we need that, that feeling of connection and community. So... Yeah, it's just small little things and you could be somebody's audience. Oh, I was just about to say that because you're now looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. We started this with find your audience. Yeah. Now you become somebody else's audience. Yeah. I like this. This is a two-pronged, a two-pronged <laughs> approach to this concept because I was thinking, where, where, what, do I, what can I contribute here about finding your audience? But then you're talking about creating an audience for somebody else, mm. an experience. Yeah. Mm. I've got friends. Um, I'll, I'll shout out to one of them, Brett. <clears throat> um, everywhere you go with him, cafe, restaurant, shop, anything, right? The person who serves you always walks away from him with more energy than when he arrived. It's a gift. And it's a gift that I've observed for a long time. When I grew up, I was a shy, sensitive, insecure little silk. I've said this many, many times. I was very introverted. I'm not shy anymore. I'm still introverted. But um, I didn't really spend a lot of time focusing on other people because I was so deep inside my own head. And so I, I, I'm, I'm sure I'd walk up and people, I walked away from people and they wanted to go, oh, geez, he's, he's not very, mm. not, not, not that I wasn't not nice. Warm I just off, warm. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't inject warmth, yeah. Mm. But Brett does. He's also an extrovert. But he injects warmth into everything. And I've, I've taken a leaf out of that book. I, I, one of my goals in life is that I leave people feeling better than when I arrived. And, and this is very selfish. When you walk away and somebody is feeling better because you were there, you feel better. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like um, one, one thing we didn't talk about on the Routines podcast was compliments. 
Yes. Yeah. So, well, we've done a, a podcast on compliments. Oh, we did too. We did too. Of course we did. <laughs> so much stuff. Um, yeah, that when you pay a compliment to somebody else, it feels as good as receiving a compliment. And so you can create the audience by, by dropping a compliment. Mm. And remember, gentlemen, if you're making a compliment to a woman, drop it and walk. <laughs> yes, drop and run. <laughs> drop and run. Hey, love those shoes. Walk. <laughs> Don't be that creepy guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Mm. So finding your audience, being somebody's audience yeah. and community, yeah. celebrating the wins. Mm. But yeah, I was I was thinking that there was a workplace and the CEO made it his his mission to know people's names, mm-hmm. to give little uh, compliments. Yep. He would also gift little notes in pigeonholes and things mm-hmm. and in a non-creepy way. And it could have been his EA, yep. but it made you feel like you were valuable to the company. Yeah. And so you wanted to give more to the company, which was very smart because it cost him nothing yeah. really. Yeah. And yet, you know, people gave back at mm. least 20% over their pay, what they were being paid, you know, yeah. like it was, it was, the return on it was huge. Mm. I, I know a CEO that was like that. So um, many years ago when I started working with ING, um, back when they were called ING Direct, and their CEO, I, I hope I'm getting his name right, Vaughan, uh, used to busk out the front of the building. And so I, a lot of people would come to work and not even recognize him. He's sitting there busking. And uh, I heard that, I, didn't, I never saw it myself, but I heard that he had this, this great ability to, to connect with people and remember names. And, and it was all about the atmosphere that he created within ING. And uh, any leader that can do that, they can create an atmosphere. And like the audience for people, in, in my opinion, is a great leader. John mm. Boltby, the, the director of the Australian Sports Commission, who rocked up on the first day and then within a couple of days knew everyone's names. Just they're, they're the leaders that you want to follow because they yep. create the audience, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, this was a little quick impromptu episode. But I love picturing that guy that you <laughs> misidentified on the street. Oh, Maybe I, I do hey, need those a, glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Spec savers. <laughs> you can sponsor us. Um, but yeah, you, you misidentified him. Like you, you would have met him with warmth because the guy that you thought he was walks past the house every day and, yes. and gets hello. When we're having a coffee yeah, out the front. Yeah, gets, gets a big hello. Yes. Yeah, and so you would have gone in with that same energy, right? <laughs> Uh, and we don't normally use that sort of energy for strangers, do we? No. But you went in with a, a familial sort of energy. Hey, oh, I don't normally see you up here. You know, what are you doing walking walk this part of the, the neighborhood? <laughs> so that energy would have been, would have flowed onto him, made his day. He opened up. He started to talk to you. Then you realize, oh, this isn't the same <laughs> guy. <laughs> But you made his day and then you found out that he's just had a, tr- a triple bypass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to live another 10 years because of you, Michelle. <laughs> I like you. Yeah, like no. You. Like, human beings live longer when they've got something to live for. Mm. And he's going to be walking around the neighborhood looking Watching for out. you from yes. now on. Where is she? She's that amazing young hot woman who, who paid me a compliment that day. Ah, uh, thank you. Love yeah. it. <laughs> and I think the world will be a better place if we can leave people feeling better every time we interact with someone. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yes. And I've yes. noticed you do that too, Michelle. Oh, thanks, Guy. Yes. What a gift. <laughs> All right. Um, 
So, yeah, find your audience or create an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Bollinger, where are you? <laughs> Lind. Lind. Bose. Bose. More dogs. More, the world will be a better place with more dogs. So, get your T-shirts and caps on our website, captainandtheclown.com. Yep. Yep. Thanks, Guy. <laughs> See you, Michelle. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well, that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> You're such a clown. The clown. Captain. Lady Captain. <laughs> and who's going to listen to this? Maybe our mums. Thanks, mum. Thanks, mum.